Well, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed your, your coffee and your snacks and stuff. The donuts actually look wonderful this morning. Uh, they've really helped my diet. N no. But actually, I've, it's uh, practicing my willpower. I've found out that uh, because of this, the practice of having donuts over there shows me that I have no willpower whatsoever. So <laughs> really appreciative of that, too. Uh, we have been doing the, the Ten Commandments. We have been uh, scolding and lecturing and pe making people feel bad about themselves. That's not true. Usually when we hear the Ten Commandments, that's kind of what we think. Uh, we, we think that uh, it's one of those, those big rule things and all that stuff, and I hope that we have shown a different side. I really hope that for, for many people that uh, even um, Neighbors has shown a different side, uh, that, that uh, there is a different side to the scolding, lecturing, mean, uh, you've got to be this way, you've got to fit into this box, whereas uh, we believe in a Jesus Christ that just walked the earth casually, in sandals, no less, and just welcomed everybody and just said, you, you matter. You're a part of us. Um, what can I do for you? Uh, how are we helping each other? How are we building this community? And that stems from this story in Exodus where God was giving us guidelines and helpful hints on how we can build a community, a community where we can have a friendship, yes, a friendship with God. Uh, God can be a friend, uh, and we can be friends to each other. We can be friends in this community. And so what we've done is we've taken a, a fresh look at the Ten Commandments, and if you are uh, watching online and you're joining us late or whatever, you can look back on YouTube or anything like that and find those. Uh, we've covered eight of them so far, and uh, we are about ready to just do the ninth one. But before we do the ninth one, I do want to ask this question. This image right here, what is this person uh, blowing their nose into? Tissue? Anybody going to say Kleenex? Kleenex? You said Kleenex? Ha ha! That's the thing, because we have, we call it a Kleenex here, right? Every time we have a facial tissue, we call it a Kleenex. But not all facial tissues are Kleenexes. Kleenex is a brand name, and we have uh, made that into the, the name of, of everything that we've ever wiped our face with. Um, and, you know, if you go over to, like, uh, to, to Britain, they don't call a vacuum a vacuum. They call it a, a Hoover because that's just the name. It's kind of like that. If you go south, I'm, I know you're from the south. I don't know if this is right, but if you get a soda, it's a Coke, right? And it's a flavor. You, you, you either ask for, you know, the, the, specifically what kind of Coke, right? But it's always a Coke instead of a, a soda, right? And so we have um, evidence in our lives that marketing really works. It works so much that if you can catch something at the right time and put something into our brains at the right moment, you can actually instill that into us where that is all we see. Where when we see a soda, we think of Coke. When we see a tissue, we think of Kleenex. When we see a vacuum, we think of Suck, or Hoover, sorry. But we think of all those things in our lives that the, because somebody has been able to convince us that that is what we're using. Sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes it's innocent. Calling a Kleenex a Kleenex is no big deal. Well, I'm sure the, the Puffs people would argue with you with that, but it's, it's just what it is, and it's okay. It's just a better way of communication. But sometimes 
When we put something into somebody's brain, we can actually be putting something quite negative or harmful in somebody's brain. And we've done this through history. Christians have done this through history. From the time that we first started this religion, walking with Jesus and all of this kind of stuff, witnessing the resurrection, somehow after he said, all right, you guys got it from here, I'm going to go over here for a little bit, we screwed it up. We've messed it up from the beginning because we started to say, okay, uh, the boss is gone, so I'm in charge here now, and so you get to come in, but you don't. You get to come in, but you're going to have to change everything about you. You get to come in, you get to go to heaven, but you didn't say the magic words, so I'm sorry. You're going to go to hell, but I'll pray for you. We do that, and we've caused harm for thousands and thousands of years because of that attitude. That, unfortunately is untruth. And we are living in a day and age where untruth is confusing. We like to use phrases as my truth, or false news, or if, you know, false facts, or the, it's a truth to you, but it's not a truth to me. Does anybody remember the days when fact was just a fact? We learned this in, in grade school. We used to have this thing of fact or opinion. I still remember it. And we had this multiple choice thing. Is this fact or opinion? And they would give us things like uh, uh, a, a robin has wings. Fact, right? Uh, and then we would give, be given things like uh, a, a robin thinks that you're ugly. Well, that's an opinion. But now we confuse that. Jim's agreeing with it over there. Thanks, Jim. I appreciate that. May a bird fly over and give you the one salute. Um, we confuse that today. We have morphed facts and fiction, and it has led us into some problems. And we think that this is something that is brand new to us today, but it has actually happened way back when. People throughout the time of people have been falsely accusing people. They've been setting people up, and they have been lying about people. And this, surprisingly, causes some problems. They were in a society much like we are today, where if something happened to me, I was robbed, or somebody vandalized my tent. I might go to a person that I could scapegoat, a person that looked different, a person that was from a different community, or just a person that I didn't like or trust, and I could, without fact, say he did it. And in a court of law, back then, sometimes you didn't need uh, evidence. You just needed word of mouth. And so if I got enough people on my side to say, yeah, he did it, whether he was there or not, he could be put to death. He could be punished. He could be put into slavery. Many bad things could have happened to him, whether he did it or not. And that brings us to our ninth commandment. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Now, why do you think that that's part of a community thing? Is it just because we are filthy liars or is it the fact that we sometimes, in our society, talking about now, I've just time traveled to the present time here, 
we falsely accuse people of things. And sometimes we falsely accuse them of things because of the nature of just who they are. It could be the color of their skin. It could be their income. It could be their nationality. Whatever the case is, before we even meet somebody, sometimes we have set them up to fail. Because we look at somebody and we say, I don't trust you. Have you ever met me? No. Have you ever talked to me? No. Then why don't you trust me? Because you're from that group. And I just don't trust you. Who says I'm even from that group? Well, because I've stereotyped you. I've made a judgment call. And I'm already falsely accusing you of everything that you ever could. And I'm not even going to give you the chance to defend yourself or to even introduce yourself because I've made that judgment. And that leads us to bearing false witness against our neighbor. The court system was very smart in saying that you shouldn't do this. But God is more than the court system. This should be our way of life for everything. You don't have to rob for me. I don't have to accuse you of anything. But I could look at you and just say, you're different from me. I don't like you. And therefore, I am accusing you already. I am bearing false witness against you for no reason. I mean, we could say that it's, uh, it's out of fear. I don't like this certain group because I just fear them. Why? Uh, have you ever had anything in history that's happened to you that has caused you to fear that? No. Then why do you fear them? Well, because they're different. They're just different. And now we have lost the thing that we call facts. And we have based it on opinion. And now what we do is we have developed excuses to be able to scapegoat those we don't care for or those that we've never met or those that we have faced a, just a judgment call on. And we get to join a group of people that side with us on that. And so now we don't just bear false witness me against you. We bear false witness us against them. And we wonder why we're so divided today. We wonder why we are so separate today. If I don't know somebody, if I've never met somebody, how do I know what my opinion is of them? And this this fervor of this attitude is being fed. And now it's easier. Because now, if I want to bear false witness against you, I can even find a, a news channel, a social media page, a group of people that will take my side and help me to even gain more excuses for why I shouldn't like you when none of us have ever even met you. That is bearing false witness against each other, and that is something that we shouldn't be doing, and yet we are. And that has led us even into other things. We don't, even, we don't just bear false witness. 
we start to even elaborate different stories. We start to build lies against communities, against our neighbors, against people that we should love. Because remember, a lot of these people are Christians, or they call themselves Christians. And so we follow the rule of love. We follow the Jesus that said, love your neighbor, love your enemy. As I love you. And yet we're part of these groups that like to develop these uh, conspiracy theories. We like to just put out outlandish claims. We pick a letter from the alphabet and we say, that is our Anon. And that's what this group is doing. It's so horrendous that you don't even have to now even listen to them because we've created a falsehood that is so horrendous that you have the, the duty to despise them without ever meeting them. And now we're down a rabbit hole of all the other lies that we could believe. Well, you know, that was false, and what they did was that, and all this kind of stuff here, and if you believe this, and all kind of stuff there. And now the truth doesn't exist unless I'm on the side of where it is spewing. I get to define truth by the opinion of the people that I am with. We can throw facts, we can throw science, we can throw... Imagine a church talking about science. Well, I guarantee you science is real. And we can trust it. But if I'm on this side, well, then I get to... Uh, talk badly about science. I get to talk badly about this group of people. I get to talk badly about them. I get to have permission to hate people just for being themselves. And that's what this leads to. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Not just in a court of law, but in a court of life. If we truly take this and want to know what makes a community... Well, let's look at our let's look at the United States. What makes United States? Is anybody here originally family line? You do all the the little uh, you know they take the blood or you swab yourself and you go and you send it in an envelope or something. They come back. Has anybody gotten an envelope and said hundred percent American? Congratulations, your family never moved. Community is somebody that has welcomed people in for who they are and valued the things that make them who they are and brings together ideas and facts and love. And so when we say um, this is what we're built on, what we like to say we're built on American and, and we're built on the Bible. Well, then if that's the truth, how are we showing it? Are we showing it by welcoming the stranger? Are we showing it by welcoming people that may not, may not be the same as we are? Are we saying to the world different but equal? Are we saying to the world unique? I could learn from you. Are we saying to people, you matter here? Or are we setting people up 
by spreading falsehoods, by coming up with reasons that they shouldn't matter, by saying that they don't count as much, by saying they haven't earned it. Are we living in the truth? The truth. As Christians, we are always told that the truth is Christ. And Christ taught love. Or are we bearing false witness? I pray that when we look at our neighbor, and remember, our neighbor is every single person on the planet, we pause to learn truth. We pause just for a moment before we make that decision. Do you know that scientifically they say that it takes just six seconds to form an opinion about somebody? That can be quicker than anybody opens their mouth. The minute you come in, I have formed an opinion about you. Six seconds. By the time it takes you to walk in that door and sit down in that chair, I think I've read you. Do we take the time to see if we're right? Or do we just live in a world of false facts. Would you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, as we look at each other, as we spend time with each other, as we build a community, as we share this world together, let us not burden people with falsehoods, with lies. Let us decide what is truth What is truth? In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Now, Will's going to play just a little bit of of music here, and I've got this question I just want us to ponder for about uh, 20 seconds. How do you decide what is true? We have information in this day and age that floods us 24-7. We often just read the headlines. We often just see the picture. How do we decide? Truly, what is truth? We'll just take 20 seconds to think about that and then Will will grace us with a song. As we leave for this uh, Sunday and head out to the week, uh, met with all kinds of uh, influences and things like that, I hope that we decide for ourselves um, and take the time to decipher truth from fiction. And if you want to know what the truth is about Christianity, it's love. May we rest in that and let that guide us on how we treat our neighbor, including the ones that are different, the ones that are the same, the ones that we have never met. Love God, love yourself, love your neighbor. Amen.